Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we are going to be learning Matos Shlishi, the third Aliyah in Parshas Matos. Our Aliyah is on the topic of killing the perpetrators and cleansing the vessels. Our Aliyah is 12 psukim long, running from Perik Lamed Aleph, psukim Yud Gimel to Chof Dalet. Basic summary and then some points to ponder. The summary goes as follows. Moshe, Elazar and the leaders all come out to meet and greet the, the people who come back from battle, battle, at which point Moshe gets angry at the officers and he asks them why they had left the woman alive. And he says, Hain, hey, no. he looks at them and he says, these are the women, these very women you can identify were involved in the sins of leading Israel to their, de- to their seduction and ultimate death at the sins of Baal Peor. At this which, which point, Moshe Rabbeinu commanded them to kill all male children and all women who were at the stage where they could be in a relationship. Um, and then or those who, do, who, who finish all the killing are meant to wait outside of the camp for seven days to be purified, including their vessels. We learn an interesting halacha out of here, what's, what's called cherev kochalal, that if a person uses an instrument which receives tumor to kill another person in battle in this particular case, then the person, even though they don't touch the, 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 the victim, they receive tumor. And so this is, this is a lot of halachas of interesting halachas of tumor and tara I learned out of here. Finally, Elazar then commands them and says, this is how... The, the law of the Torah and for purifying the vessels. And he says, God, the gold, the silver, the, co- silver, the copper, the eye, and the lead, anything which goes in fire needs to be purified in, fi- in fire. And anything which is not purified in fire needs to be purified in water. And the clothes need to be cleansed on the seventh day. Very enigmatic section. We'll take a look at this in just a moment. So let's, let's consider a few of these points in more depth. Number one question is, why did the soldiers leave the women alive in the first place? Surely they recognized and understood that these women were in fact the ones who were the vehicle and instruments of this in, in the seduction and adultery and idolatry which followed. So the Klayako says, yeah, well, they knew the halacha was Moavi velo Moavis. That in fact the Moabites um, that were not allowed to enter the, into the nation of Israel, but maybe the Moabite women would be able to enter into the nation. So perhaps they thought there was such a distinction when it came to the Midianites and the Midianitesses. Um, the Oran Chaimakosh says, well, because they thought that perhaps what had happened over here was that maybe the women were sent out by their, I mean, it's such a terrible, disgusting thing to think about, but their husbands and their, and their, um, and their fathers under duress to go seduce the nation of Israel, and that was against their will. So Moshe Rabbeinu responds by saying, yes, well, that, that may be true about the uh, um, adultery, but regarding the idolatry which they, which they brought the, uh, upon the nation of Israel, that was their free choice, and therefore they, they are culpable for that as well. Now, Moshe, why did Moshe Rabbeinu kill young boys? That didn't seem to be the, uh, the complaint that he had. So Rav Hirsch says it is in order to prevent the, the seed of the immoral nation entering into Israel in the future. It's all very nice. They're small children now. They grow up to be big people with the memories and the culture and the, we'll call it the spiritual culture that they grow up with. They're going to marry fine Jewish girls and it's going to, um, it's going to um, create a spiritual destruction and, and immorality to be part of the nation of Israel. Moshe Rabbeinu was avoiding this at this point in time. We have to sometimes, and especially when we read these, these areas in the Torah, we sometimes have to disengage ourselves from our 21st century morality, which we've grown to, and reverse ourselves into understanding the right of conquest and how wars operated everywhere well, well, well before this for many, many centuries and millennia to appreciate what's going on. Yeah, we'll try to discuss this more when we get to Sefer Dvarim. Now, why is Elazar teaching the last section of the Saliyah? So the Rashi says, because Moshe Rabbeinu got angry. When he got angry, he lost the halach. Whenever you get, you get angry, you forget things. 
The Ibn Ezra says, no, the Paraduma was originally taught to Elazar Akoin. This is the section of the Paraduma of cleansing from pe people who are exposed to death. And also, Moshe Rabbeinu was given the general picture. Elazar is giving the details now. And that's what the details are at the end of the Aliyah. Now, what's this business at the end of the Aliyah of purifying vessels? So the Ramban points out that whenever you purify from Tumor, from, from impurity, you never do it by fire. There's water, there's cleansing, but there's never fire, which indicates this is not purifying from classic tumor. So rather, it actually refers to another process, which we call cushering. That means to say that now they have all these vessels, they have all these, you know, plates and jugs and, and, and tableware from the Midianites, and they want to use them, but they've been used on trafe food, on trafe tables. So how do you get this, this, this correct? So Rashi explains, well, there's two categories. There's, there's, you, if you kasher, if it was used in direct fire, then you need direct fire to cleanse it. So if you, let's say you have a frying pan, it needs to go through the same degree of what's called libun gomor. It needs to go through a very, very high le level of fire to cleanse out all the absorptions into that vessel. And if it's in water, Rashi points out, well, that means to say it's not used on the fire, then it needs tevila. That's when you buy a, 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 a kli, a vessel from a non-Jew or a new first-time vessel, you need to put a metal vessel certainly into the mikveh. So we learn both kashring, we call uh, in the Saliyah, and tevila, says Rashi. The Ramban says, no, the water is not referring to tevila. It refers to, let's say something was cooked as opposed to roasted. So if you roast something, it's on the fire, right? So then it requires fire, libun, what we call to cleanse it, to, to do to kasher it. But if it was cooked, let's say you have a soup pot, which was used, so really the trafe is actually being cooked in it, in that case, it's, it's used with a liquid. A liquid is sufficient. You could do what's called hagala, which means you can remove it by through hot liquids as well. So many, many multitudes of halachas are learned out of this aliyah in Meseches Chulin, in Meseches Avodah in Meseches Psachim, to understand what, what informs the laws of kashras today. With this, we close the third aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.